ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Jack makes good whiskey. Red dirt makes good riding roads. Country makes good music. For kicking up dust in a tail like glow. Dry wood makes good fire. Alright, roll along here on this uh, Monday. Brian Higgins along with you in the 315. Thanks to everyone uh, hopping on with us uh, today and getting you ready for. Uh, Houston, Carolina tomorrow on the basketball court, 9 o'clock in the Dome. We'll have tickets to give away in uh, one hour's time. Syracuse and North Carolina reviewing the big win against uh, Georgia Tech from this past Saturday. It was uh, kind of an all-over-the-map game with the Orange down 11 early. Got the lead in double digits early second half. Got trimmed back to five, and then uh, Syracuse was able to uh, pull away uh, down the stretch in uh, that one uh, against Georgia Tech. Ended up winning the game by 17. Final score uh, indicates it wasn't close at all. I, w- I wouldn't say that's the case uh, from Saturday, but the Orange closed the game last mm, five, eight minutes uh, as strong as they've closed any game all season. So that was a, a solid finish uh, to this one. But it is Monday at 2.30. That means, uh, as we will every Monday the rest of the way, be joined by Adrian Autry. Red brought to us uh, this week and every week by Apex and the 110 Grill in uh, Destiny uh, USA. Red, uh, welcome in, and uh, that's a that's a big win, is it not, on Saturday to be able to you know pull it off? Uh, well, actually, pardon me, I'm introing Red. Red. Red is signing on for the moment. I've jumped the gun, but uh, it was a dynamic start to the question, was it not? False start. False start on me. False start on the host. Five-yard penalty. Uh, we'll be talking to Red momentarily, but that was that was a great like first five, six words of a question. I don't think I was ever going to ask a better question uh, than that. But Red will be with us uh, in just a second. He is actively signing on so we can see his uh, smiling face here, brought to you by Apex and the 110 Grill. Sam Red. There's Red. Okay, we got Red. All right, Red. Um, so that game, you know, for a game you won by 17, my, my goodness, it felt like it was anything but, right? You're you're down double figures. You're up double figures there. They're coming back. What led to your ability to close that one out as strong as you did on Saturday? I just think we got a tremendous effort uh, from the team. I thought our bench, uh, Malik and Quadair and Saimir, um, those guys really came in and gave us a big boost and big big lift. Um, and, it, and it's kind of been like that the last probably 10, 10, 10 games where like our bench has been really really contributing, um, giving us some – some some extra uh, energy and uh so you know we've we've had that was a really good team win i think we've had some really good team wins um even in the, the loss to miami i thought you know we still had you know eight and nine guys really stepping up and contributing and justin taylor as well in that game so um you know i think you know just the the guys that kind of stepped on the floor they gave us a different uh impact and burst was really what kind of uh, rallied us. Yeah, well, let's start with the bench then, Red. And, you know, Kadir Copeland is not a name we've mentioned recently. He's not played a, a ton of minutes, if any minutes, uh, recently in ACC play. You know, it looked like Bell and Taylor were kind of struggling, not really giving the energy early. When you guys went to the press, Kadir came in. What what stood out about what he did? It looked like he got his kind of boundless energy pointed in the right direction on Saturday for you. 
Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, Coach um, went with the press uh, to try to change the pace up, speed some things up. And I thought uh, Quadir came in there and um, had good energy. Um, you know, he tacked, you know, he tacked the basket. You know, he just kind of flew around, got six rebounds, you know, four points, cut back door. He was just active. Um, and I think at that time, you know, uh, that's what the team needed. And uh, I thought Coach did a, a great job of uh, making that call. And uh, he and Quadir, to his credit, you know, he hasn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. He was ready when his name was called. So, uh, you know, again, it's a, it's a great to have that type, to have that luxury on the bench, to be able to go to your bench and, and uh, you know, get some get some production from there. Yeah, I think when you had that 17 nothing run, I, I don't know if there was, a, you know, a sub during it, but, like, the primary lineup there, it was Joe and four bench guys, right? Like, Samir was out there, Copeland was out there, uh, Malik was uh, on the court, and Munir, I think, was on the court most of the time as well. Yeah. To, to be able to have that five out there and make – the most important run of the game's got got to say something to you going forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, do, you, you say that five is funny. You you look at it statistically. You know, Monir, um, probably he leads the country in block shots per minute. So, um, <laughs> you know, so you got that guy out there, and then you got Malik Brown, who's probably leading, you know, in the tops of the country in rebounding rebounds per minute and steals per minute. So, you know, we went with a. Really, you know, guys that have, have made an impact kind of became a, you know, a, a defensive unit, so to speak, uh, to get those guys to get us back into the game. Yeah, you know, Malik is speaking to him, and, and you know, he, it's weird for a guy that had 18 points in the game. It's one of the biggest games he's had uh, so far in his career. Kind of got lost in the wash a bit, I think, because of how well Joe played. But you know, the play that stood out for me, Red, from Malik, that like you're in the middle stages of that run in the first half. There was, you know, a missed shot, a, a long rebound, something. Georgia Tech's bringing it up, and Malik just ran over, like took it back. Like, no, nah, we're not quite done with this yet. Yeah, we see that a lot in practice, man. He has unbelievable hands. He has seven two, um, you know, reach. Um, but his hands are unbelievable. He made a catch uh, in the Miami game on a dead run, just like snared it in. And kind of caught in later, and I don't know if people really understand how how difficult that catch was, and not to travel and catch it in traffic. But uh, he has unbelievable hands, has a great feel, um, and defensively he gets his hands he gets his hands on a lot of deflections. Um, he shoots the passing lanes, so you know, he's a, he's a really good defender. Yeah, it feels to me, you know, looking at the way he played, that you know he he's just he operates in a spot on the floor that. He, he's just well suited to like that seems obvious but he, he's in the right spot on the floor it's near the basket he's making stuff happen and you know he, he knows what lane he's supposed to be in right yeah i mean you know he plays uh, you know that's where he's comfortable at. like you said i mean uh I was, I was actually uh you know in high school you know it was very similar to him you know kind of just roaming around defensively and then offensively mm-hmm. you know he always had good rebounding numbers so you knew that would translate uh, he does a really good job of positioning himself um and he just knows you know he has a knack for it Red Autry is our guest, joined every Monday, brought to us by Apex and 110 Grill and Destiny USA. And uh, Red, we, we talked about the press, and obviously, you know, it was interesting because it wasn't forcing turnovers, but it, it changed the tempo of the game. Well, what, what kind of weapon has that become for you guys this year? And, you know, what, what's the realistic amount you can use the press in the game before, you know, other teams get used to it and, and it's not as effective anymore? Well, I think, I mean, I think um, when we've used the press this year, I don't know if we've generated a lot of turnovers. What we've done is generated guys taking quicker shots, and we've been able to get the rebound 
and and get the ball back up the court quicker. Um, so I think it's all about timing. I think you can use it. You know, I think it's all about when you use it, the timing of the in the game to to use it. Um, and uh, you know, again, like if I really if I broke it down, I don't know how many steals we've gotten from the press, but mm-hmm. it's sped the other team up and allowed them to take quicker shots. Um, and we've been you know able to to rebound the ball and get it back up the court. So. Um, but it's, it's something that we've we've had. We couldn't do it a lot last year. That with this group, we have some guys that we can really do it with. And, I, and it's you know it's worked so far for us, and it's been a weapon for us. I'd say, Red, we, we often get the question of the thought like, well, if it works so well for four minutes, why aren't they doing it the whole whole game? Why, why don't they just come out pressing it and, and play the whole game that way? What What's the balance of, of that idea of, okay, th- this has worked when we've done it versus how much you're able to do it over the course of 40 minutes? Well, I think it's a press that is, uh, it's a, uh, you know, short term. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, eventually if you press right from the beginning, they're going to they're gonna get easy shots. They're going to start making those shots. It won't be a situational thing. I think when we put the press on, it becomes a situational thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it puts the offense in a, they have to make a decision. Sometimes they hold it out and uh, and work it. Sometimes they take eat quicker shots. And again, if those shots go in, you say, man, why do they press? You know, like, so it's just that risk-reward type deal. But you can't, it's not, it's not a press. And I don't think you can press for long periods of time in college basketball. Today's athletes and today's players are, are so skilled and so good. I think over a long period of time, I think it would, you know, you would probably get it would probably be more damaging than effective. Yeah, to, to make everybody uh, listening right now feel old, like the 40 minutes of hell in Arkansas and all that, that that's almost 30 years ago now. <laughs> it's it, It's yeah. been a minute, right, since that stuff worked? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that stuff, man. They, these guys, all these players are, are skilled. They shoot the ball extremely well now. And again, um, if you press someone for 40 minutes in today's game, I think, you know, especially in college, I think you'll give up a trip. I think it'll be more damaging than rewarding you know, at the end. All right. So, uh, you know, people wondered about that. You know, why, why does it work for four minutes and not 30 minutes? There's a little look inside that from uh, Red. And uh, we got to ask you about uh, Joe. Um, in my mind, Red, that's the best game he's ever played in a Q's uh, uniform. Did, did it pop that way to you watching the game live on Saturday? You know what? He's been playing really well at a high level um, uh, for a while now. You know, he, like again. Um, so, no, it, it didn't jump off like that. Um, but. Uh, he was. He really had it going. I've, I've seen him score less, but really impact the game in different ways. But yeah. I mean, he he had it going, and I thought he he did that in Georgia Tech. Um, but it didn't really kind of cro- come across my mind at that time that you know that might be his best game that he's played. But he's been playing really at a high level these last you know seven, eight, nine games. To be honest with you, it just feels like it, it, at least to me, right? It's kind of organized your offense in a way that you know starting the season it's like okay, who is the the number one option. Now it's like, okay, Joe's the number one option, then maybe you can slot in uh, Judah and Jesse and go from there. Has it given you guys, I guess, more clarity on what, what you're doing at that end of the court? Yeah, we knew who our, we, we, we know we knew who our big three is. We know that Joe's a big part of, uh, of you know, um, of our uh, team. Uh, I think uh, our guys understand that. You know, I think they really understand how important it is now, you know, as we've been able to string together um some some games that when Joe plays well, it opens it up for everyone else, and uh, we got to try to get him the ball in the right situations. But he's making a lot of plays on his own as well. Um, 
So, but we need him to play well for us to have a chance to be good. All right, Red. What what is this Carolina team? Because you know, on one hand, they're the national runner-up from last year, and they were number one at one point this year. Then they had the losing streak, and then they're they're kind of back and forth. Have you made heads or tails of, of this team? Is it is as simple as when Baycott's healthy, or or is there something else here? No, I mean, again, uh, I think a lot of some, some of their losses um, um, had they had injuries. You know, they, they weren't fully healthy. I think they're fully healthy now. They got everyone back. Very good team. Um, they still rebound the ball. They still run the ball. And Baycott, you know, is arguably the best center in, in, in our conference and in the country. Um, he's a double-double machine. And they have two high-level guards in Caleb Love and, and R.J. Davis, um, guys that have been there. Like you said, they went to the Final Four. This is pretty much the same team from last year. So they have experience. Um, but very good North Carolina team. Um, and from what I've seen in these last two years, uh, watching them, um, they always seems to like seems like they starting to play well in mid January to February, and I and I see that happening right now. Them forming into uh, to make that uh, that that late push. Yeah, and you, you look at Armando Baycott. He's their leader right now in the games he has. I mean, he's twenty and fifteen, stuff like that. That's a normal game uh, for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, last year you guys took him to overtime. They got you late. That was after Jesse was hurt. So even Baycott, you know, Baycott uh, two years ago when they might have played against each other, he wasn't this uh, yet. This will be the first, I think, real time those guys are playing against each other at, at, at their best. So what kind of matchup do, are you expecting with those two going against each other? Oh, it's going to be a war down there. You know, Baycott, he brings the energy, and I'm sure Jesse is excited for the challenge. Uh, our team is excited for this challenge, and especially uh, being that it's at the Dome. Um, so it, it, it'll be it'll be a war down there. I'm sure, um, you know, uh, Baker will be, he, you know, he he's the most consistent big man, you know, uh, in in the league. Mm-hmm. So he'll he'll you know you you can just count on him. He'll he'll be ready to go. And uh, and I and I'm sure our guys Jesse and Monier and you know we'll try to do it by committee to try to slow him down a little bit. All right, Red. Uh, looking forward to it too. tomorrow. Should be a fun one, Houston, Carolina at nine o'clock. Uh, good luck to you, Red. We'll do it again next Monday right here. Okay. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care, Brian. That is Red Autry brought to us every Monday at 2.30 by Apex and the 110 Grill. Both of them you can find it in Destiny USA. Always good to chat to Red and break it down. See what we saw on the weekend and the Monday. Next week we'll be able to talk about uh, the Carolina game. Virginia Tech is uh, coming up. And then uh, Big Monday. They earned her on Big Monday next Monday. Suppose I should uh, like promise you Red every Monday. Um, every Monday with caveats. We should kind of check with Red to make sure he can do uh, next Monday, uh, 2.30 on a game day, uh, he'll be actively busy because that's when they watch uh, film on Monday. So he's brought to you next Monday at 2.30, but probably can't do that. Um, yeah, so we'll work that out. That is called scheduling the show live on air when the things cross your mind. That probably should have crossed your mind before that. With that, we'll take a break. Uh, we made picks last week on the show. Uh, the man who sort of knows made picks. Mario made picks. Oh, boy. I hope you pick the opposite. You pick the opposite. You've got a yacht if you pick those picks. Well, I hope you'd already bought your groceries this week. Yeah. That kind of week. That kind of week. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, a little recap. Recap of the picks. Getting to football coming up top of the hour. Giants and Bills fans, how are we all doing today? How are we all doing? And uh, how is the feeling uh, different from one fan base uh, to the other after uh, the blowouts of both occurred Saturday and Sunday? This past weekend, all that is we roll along. And tickets, two tickets, tickets here, two tickets to North Carolina, 2.30, 3.30. We've already, it's not, it's 2.48.
Can't give away tickets at 2.30. Two tickets, 3.30, trivia here. All that as we move along here at SkewSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.